0: Transmitter device activated. Coordinates set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, your weekly exploration of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters through the silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. It's appropriate that we're
1: releasing this story at this time of year mm-hmm. as we approach Halloween, because it's quite a spooky and scary story, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. Anyway, listeners, we return again to the pages of Brave and the Bold this episode. I threatened you that we'd be back soon, and we are. <laughs> we're doing issue 108, published on the 8th of May,
0: 1973. But he does tell you about the cover. At the top, we have the Brave and Bold logo with the DC bullet in the left-hand corner and the 20 cents in the right-hand corner, still approved by the Comics Code Authority. Underneath that, we have the logos for the two starring characters in this story. It's Batman and Sergeant Rock. Yep, Rock has returned. Good. Yes. This is where we, again, sort of say that even though Sergeant Rock is
1: not a Golden Age character, because he's sort of closely associated to World War II, we decided to do all these Brave and the Bold appearances because it lets us torture our heads and try and work out which Earth Sergeant Rock was on. <laughs> obviously, we have done two previously. Yes, uh-huh. Issue 80-odd, and issue 90-odd, issue 80-odd, obviously being the, the Neil Adams one, which we decided was absolutely featuring the Batman of Earth 2 because it was set during World War II and all this. Mm-hmm. And then the striped pants war. Remember that one? Oh, yes. Who could forget the Strike Pants war? Which fudged the issue slightly, but Peter's going to talk about all that sort of stuff later. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yes.
0: The main image on the cover, we've got Sergeant Rock in uniform at the bottom. He has a machine gun. Rich from the Weird Warriors podcast could probably tell us the exact type of machine gun it is. And he is firing at an overcoated and hatted figure who's standing on top of a ledge, but there's a cannon in front of him, so he could technically be standing on top of a cannon. Hmm. This figure is casting a mysterious shadow. The shadow actually looks like the Fantastic Four villain Diablo.
1: Yeah. Now that you say that, yes, I mean, I was sort of thinking a bit Mephisto-ish mm-hmm. for other Marvel villains, but it's very, very devilish, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's clearly intent what's going on with that.
0: Indeed. Now, this aforementioned canon has a Nazi flag draped over it. Gasp. And lots of cobwebs as well, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I wonder if they'll be relevant. Mm-hmm. But racing forward, is Batman? He's looking panicked. He's holding a glowing crucifix in his hand, racing towards Sergeant Rock, and he's saying, Stop, Rock! This is the only thing that can destroy him! Gosh! And the title of the story is in a caption box at the bottom, which says, The, the night, night Batman, Batman sold, his sold his soul! Gosh, very uh, exciting. And there's a lovely little Jai in a show telling us Jim Aparo drew this fantastic cover.
1: I mean, this is another one that I've owned for decades, listeners, and hadn't read before the preparation. <gasps> you know, it literally wasn't until looking at it there that you sort of think, yeah, is he standing in a cannon? Or is he standing in a ledge in this sort of cavern-type situation mm. that they seem to be in? It's it's not like a parallel to be so messy,
0: is it? No, I think it's fine. I think it adds to the mysterious quality of this figure.
1: <laughs> okay, if you say so. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it's... Actually, I want to flick through the story and see if he's actually, actually right. Ah, well, he is standing on the cannon then, if you look at page 20. Okay, cool. Right, well, there we are. We well, can mention funny. that we we'll get to page 20. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird. Anyway, we're spending far too much time talking about this cover. do no, I be here all day. Our story opens. Only splash page is split into two. A caption tells us... Story Bob penny Art Jim Aparo. And the story captioning begins with...
0: Hundreds of miles north of Gotham City, just below the Canadian border, two men confront each other in a deserted farmhouse. Left image shows a very buff man in a red shirt and green trousers, honing a rifle,
1: pointing at the door that's closed in front of him. Beside him, lying on a table, is an unconscious little boy in a yellow shirt and blue jeans. That's quite scary. A voice is coming through the door saying,
0: Give me the boy, Dorn, and I'll make a deal with you. No way, bad man, replies
1: the man with the gun. I want the money first. A quarter million in ransom. Outside, another right-hand panel of the opening page, with a full moon looming in the background, we see that Batman is battering on the door of what looks like an old wooden cabin. Batman is saying,
0: You criminal idiot! You snatched the wrong kid!
1: He's poor! His family's poor as blazes! You're running a number on me, Batman!
0: Look close at his shirt, Dorn! Look, you creep! Then we get some more captioning. A crazed criminal. An innocent life at stake. Seemingly something the great Batman can conquer, yet this place, this time, in his unique life, is different. For an implacable fate has decreed that this shall be... The, the night, night Batman, Batman sold, sold his, his soul. soul.
1: Gosh. Top of page two, a caption reads, part one, The, the old, old Man, man
0: from, from Nowhere.
1: Back inside the cabin, Dorne looks at the little boy. We can see the little boy's initials
0: on his shirt. From outside,
1: Batman's voice can be heard
0: saying... "'See the initials, LK. "'Do they stand for Brian Westfield, "'the rich kid you think you grabbed? "'Do they, Mad Dog Dorn?' "'Huh?'
1: says Dorn as he reads the, the LK on the boy's shirt and starts to realise "'he might have made a mistake. "'We cut back to Batman outside "'as he hears Dorn's voice from inside
0: saying, "'Maybe I did goof, "'but you go get the money anyway, Batman, "'and bring it here, fast, alone!' "'No time. "'Look at him again. "'He should be unconscious by now "'cause he's sick with a rare blood disease. "'He needs his medicine.' I've got some with me. If he doesn't get it soon, he'll die and they'll hang a murder rap on you. We should point out in the background there's a, a wishing well.
1: Put a well on panel two of page two <laughs> and <laughs> someone will be shot with it. And anyway, Don again says from inside, no, he's asleep. That's all. Quit stalling and get that money, Batman thinks.
0: Miles to the nearest town and no time to get to a phone. Got to rush him, but the door's suicide.
1: Looks to his left and thinks... That window. And then the caption for panel four. The next moment, there's a crash. Batman bursts in the window. Dawn fires on him immediately. There's a single blam. Batman recoils, saying, Ah! Uh! "As Dawn says, I had a hunch you'd try this, Batman." First panel, page three. A full moon looming in the background. Take a drink. We see Dawn is dragging Batman's body across the ground towards the well. Dawn is saying, lousy he, Cape Crumb?" Dorn's done for you. For good. In panel two, we see the tip of Batman's cape in one of his boots as Dorn drops him into the well, saying, So long, Batman. Comes more and I'll contact people with more sense. Get my money and head for the border. See Canada and live. Yeah, that's the motto. Ha ha ha. And he laughs, with the full moon moving in
0: the background. Down, down in the dankness, the cold numbing wetness, a famed life ebbs. Yes. Batman in the water at the bottom of the well his face
1: under the surface is thinking weak losing blood can't
0: climb out i'll die and so will that poor kid
1: and the caption for the next panel reads in a
0: last burst of energy
1: batman reaches up out of the water desperately
0: yelling i'll give my soul to get out of here i don't want to die batman wants to live gosh then the black numbness sweeps over him, and all he hears is his own strangled breathing and a
1: faint creaking. Yes, we get a nice creak sound effect, sort of sound my back makes in the morning. Batman still floating in the water, and we see the bucket that was part of the well system.
0: It looks like it's dropping down towards him. Something bumps the drowning man. He grasps at it weakly. Batman thinks A, a bucket. The well bucket and rope. Somebody's reeling it back up. Got to hang on. Got to. And the caption of the first panel on page four reads: "A slice of starry sky grows larger. A silhouetted figure working the old wine lass grows nearer, nearer." Yeah, the
1: creaking sounds continued. Three, Batman three, holds on to the bucket three. and is pulled up out of the water. Water rushing off. And some beautiful artwork from Mister. Parron here. It must be said. Panel two: Batman's on the ground beside the well, and an overcoated fedora-wearing figure whose face is in darkness wearing gloves, shining a torch on him, tends to him, thinking, "'He is alive. Good. "'Such strength is good. I am glad I saved him. "'Nasty wounds, but easily treated and bound.'" "'And shortly?' That standing up, the trench-coated and hatted figure, shining a torch on him, saying, "'I stopped for water for my Otto's radiator. "'Fortunate for you I heard your cry for help.'"
0: "'Thanks. Thanks more than I can say.'" In Batman's partly dazed brain, the stranger's slightly accented voice seems to come from afar. Batman
1: looks like he's having trouble standing here. He's obviously still on the gritty of the pain. Hunched over, watches the, the figure moving back to a very old-fashioned looking motor car that's mm. on the road. A full moon looms in the sky above them as Batman's rescuer says, "'You would never know how happy I was to aid you. You are all right, my friend?'
0: "'Yes, yes, feel much stronger.' I have some unfinished business here, dangerous business. Better you leave, and thanks again. As the old car jounces off down the deserted
1: road... Yep, leaving a trail of dust behind and under a full moon, Batman thinks.
0: Funny old gimpy guy. Never got his name. His voice odd, foreign accent. Now to take care of Dorn and that poor kid. Final panel of page
1: four, Batman crosses back to the window at the, the cabin that he bursts through. And he sees Dorn sat in a chair, just lean back against the wall with a shotgun in his arm. Batman spots Dawn.
0: thinks. Dawn's asleep. If i tossed a shot-up guy down a well, I'd figure it was safe to nap too. We get a very helpful caption at the top of page five. This time, the masked man-hunter enters the house silently, and... There's a... chuck sound effect as
1: Batman strikes Dawn in the back of the neck. And he crosses to the little boy. We see Batman has a test tube in his hand. Presumably he's giving the little boy his medicine. If you pardon expression. the expression. little boy rouses saying, b
0: batman Yes, son. Thank the stars you're okay and thank that old man, whoever he was.
1: Slow dissolve. Caption for panel three.
0: Two nights later, Gotham City. Yes, it's a very busy scene. You see lots of reporters,
1: film cameras and notepads and press passes and hats. A police vehicle with Dawn being led out by an officer. A silhouetted figure looms in the foreground of the panel, but we'll see a bit more of him in a second. Commissioner Gordon is there and he can be heard saying, Gentlemen, I'm proud to announce the capture of Mad Dog Dorn. And then we see in the next panel that the silhouetted figure was none other than Bruce Wayne, who waves a walking stick in the direction of the Commissioner and says,
0: Taking credit for what Batman did, Commissioner?
1: Ah, oh, oh, it's you, Wayne, says Gordon, turning around and seeing him. No, my playboy friend. I was about to give him full marks for getting Dorn and saving that boy.
0: Be sure you do, Commissioner. Well, ta-ta.
1: With that, Bruce Wayne walks off twirling. His fancy walking stick. Commissioner Gordon watched them go, thinking, look at him, swaggering. Beats me how Batman can remain that vain, shallow, swinger's friend. Peter's laughing at the word swinger.
0: I'm just laughing in general. I'm happy with life.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. God, what's going on? The caption then for the final panel, page five.
0: But as the man the world knows only is Bruce Wayne, rounds a corner into a dark street. Some of these captions are unnecessary, aren't they? Mm. The artwork tells it. Anyway.
1: Take a drink, this is a dustbin there, listeners. Bruce leans against the wall of this alleyway, clutches his chest and thinks,
0: My chest, where Dorn's blast caught me. I'm a fool for coming out tonight, but people might begin to question my absence.
1: And in the first panel of page six, he's actually on his knees down on the floor. He's obviously struggling, and a voice can be heard from off panel, saying, The body is still weak, my friend, but that would soon pass, for I have need of your four powers.
0: Bruce, casting a deep shadow, thinks, What? Someone in the shadows? And his voice with a slight accent. Where have I heard it before?
1: two. Bruce starts to get to his feet, saying,
0: Now I know you're the old man from the farmhouse who helped Batman,
1: but... And we see the legs of the man who's talking to Bruce. This man says, Yes, it is I, and I know your secret identity. I am an expert on other identities. I've had so many myself.
0: "'Who are you? I can't see your
1: face.' "'Yes, we get another nice shot of this scary, moody figure.' Hat pulled down, so his face is in shadow. "'The colour of his coat turned up, as he says, "'I go by many names. My face is famous, even infamous. "'But no matter. I'm here to remind you of our bargain.'
0: "'Bargain?'
1: "'Did you think I helped you for nothing? "'You called for me, from the depths of your soul. "'And now
0: that soul belongs to me. That was the bargain.' "'You, whoever you are, we have no bargain between us.' I owe you my life and I'm grateful, but this soul business is nonsense. Let me see you. Do not come closer, says the man, Caption for the
1: final panel of page six.
0: But as Wayne lunges... Well, very helpfully, Bruce thinks... He's gone, but I hear him shuffling along with that limp of his. Even weak as I am, I'll catch him. He has a couple of great big shuff-shuff captions.
1: Might do a sound effects caption montage tweet this week. And the shuffling continues in the first panel of page seven as Bruce catches up to a figure dressed in military green. Bruce grabs this guy by the arm and saying, Got gotcha. And the figure in green yells, Watch it! He's getting away!
0: Bruce Wayne feels a granite-like arm hurl him down, but grimly he hangs onto it as... Yes, we see the man in the military green
1: firing a pistol. A couple of pow-pow sound effects, firing a pistol presumably in the direction of the the gimpy man in the overcoat, and then the caption for panel three reads Then as a deep throated car motor is heard accelerating Yes, the man in military green is revealed to a very short, very smart, white crew cut. He looks back at Bruce Wayne in anger saying, You interfering cram. He's giving me the slip again, it's your lousy fault. Bruce recognises this guy, saying Rock, you and Sergeant Rock, for it is he, turns, walks towards Bruce, offering
0: him his hand, saying, Huh? What in Hades? Wayne Bruce Wayne I can't believe this night. First an old weirdo claims I sold him my soul, and then you turn up trying to put holes in him.
1: Sergeant Rock puts his cap back on, takes Bruce's weight, helps to support him, as Bruce continues.
0: Next you'll be telling me the war never ended, and you're still hunting Adolf Hitler. Brucey boy, you think you're making a joke. But that old weirdo is Hitler. Dun-dun-dun! Huh? Get me home, Rock. I'm hurt. And now my mind's blown too.
1: My mind's blown too. Also, listeners, by that unexpected extra emphasis from Mr.
0: Watson there, a caption runs out page seven saying, And if you brave and bold ones feel your mind's being blown, the shock waves get bigger in part two, which follows immediately. Listeners, are your minds being blown? Write in and let us know. Pete will give you the
1: address at the end of the episode. So we arrive top of page eight. Caption reads part two. Under, Under Evil's, Evils banner.
0: banner. There's a swastika there for emphasis. The caption reads It is later in Bruce Wayne's posh penthouse and a grizzled Sergeant Rock hero of a dozen wars is saying Brucey boy, I tell you that old guy
1: who claims you sold me your ever-loving soul is the biggest Nazi of them all. Der Fuhrer, Adolf Hitler. Impossible Rock Hitler's been dead for years. We see in panel two that Bruce has got his shirt off. We can see the bandages that he's wearing obviously to deal with his, his injuries. Lovely big fancy penthouse it must be said it looks mm-hmm. great. Well done, Mr. Aparo. Bruce, who seems to be smoking a pipe. He is indeed. Despite the fact he has, you know, severe bullet trauma. <sighs> the 70s, what can I say? Bruce is saying. He bought
0: it in his Berlin bunker in May 1945, and
1: every expert agrees it's so. Yeah, sure, but old Rock knows different. Let me set you right, pal. The last week of the war, me and Easy Company slugging deep into Germany. The next couple of panels have a slightly foggy border to them as we're into flashback territory. We're advancing into the Bavarian Alps when a crowd 8-8 me. When I come to, you see that Rock's down on the ground. Well, actually down in the snow, they can see tents and webbing and a large aeroplane behind them. A German soldier with his gun pointing the Rock and Rock's thinking, I'm an enemy prisoner in a forest hideout. The next panel we can see what Sergeant Rock can see. A little wooden structure. Two figures leaving this little wooden structure. One of them saying...
0: Mein Führer, the Americanas are nearby. Even this area is not safe. You must leave. Sergeant Rock recognises him, thinking, That guy! It's him! Hitler!
1: And we see Adolf, replying to his officer, Ja, yeah, I must escape to lead our course to Triumph some other day. And he gestures with his thumb towards Rock on the ground. That enemy sergeant! He may have seen me! Shoot him! We pass an advert for some toys. We pass the full page The Day Bill told Off His Boss advert. Oh, yeah. Have we
0: had that yet? I don't think we have. Oh, I don't think so, no. I think that's the it first time we've seen debut. that.
1: Uh-huh. Fantastic. Sergeant Rock's narration continues to the upper page nine. I sweated a ton as I heard that plane take off. And that Nazi Major's luger pointed right at my already aching head. Yes, we hear the brum of the engine in the background, walking the ground, the German Major pointing his gun at him. Rock's narration continues in panel two. That's when American shells zeroed in like the 4th of July had come two months early. Toss me over the snow-coloured boulders like a rag doll. Yeah, and we see a massive wow. going off and the unfortunate Nazi major being blown <laughs> to bits by the looks of it. right. Yep, Sergeant Rock thrown to safety. We return to the present day in the next panel. The Rock is saying uh, to Bruce, That was two days after Hitler was supposed
0: to have died in his Berlin bunker. So he had many doubles, while the guy who was blitzing that bunker had the real Hitler's teeth, bone structure, other unique characteristics. Sure, sure.
1: But them Nazis were inhumanly clever. It could have been faked. Why did that Hitler I saw order me shot if he wasn't a genuine article?
0: Probably a double playing his role to the hilt, right to the final curtain. Listen, Brucie, if he's really dead, who's the
1: guy I've been tracking all over the world these years? Why is he keeping up his masquerade? You get another flashback here. when Sergeant Rock actually looks quite like John LeMessier in Dad's Army. He does, yes. Sergeant Wilson. <laughs> if he was, like, you know, a real tough guy. Yeah. Mm. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, the Rock's narration for this panel reads, Like in 1948, I'm stationed in Greece and I'm in this tavern when I hear, we see that the Rock's a cigarette in one hand, obviously a glass of whiskey in his other hand, and he has a conversation behind him when a man wearing a, a thick blue jumper and what I was sort of think of as a little commando hat Yes. The action man had by uh-huh. the day. This guy is saying, The boat is waiting at the quay, my leader. And we see that he's talking to a man, a big overcoat, with a big hat, faces shrouded, sat at table in the little back room in this bar, and he replies, Fool! Never call me that! Someone may hear you! Rock's narration continues at the top of page 10. I know that voice on my dying day, and the shuffling limpy had as he was hustled down to the pier. We see in this panel that a small boat is leaving... The pier, there's a full moon high in the background. We can see some wooden posts around which tells we're down at the docks. Rock is being restrained by the man we saw with the blue hat a moment ago and a friend of his, Rock, is shouting after the boat. Let me go, you gorillas. That's him. Gotta get him. A madman. Hold him down. The location shifts for panel two as Rock's narration continues. Of course, nobody believed old Rock. The cop said I had too much native vino. we know. Two years later, I'm in South America. And we see the Sarge. Firing after a, a car which is driving away from him. What's well, a nice scenery around. A couple of pow-pow sound effects. And as the gun fires, Rock is thinking, It's him! He's in that car! Panel 3's narration reads, I got court-martialed for that one. But I was sure the guy who kept turning up was on Eidolf. Then, just a few years back, I'm in Paris. On leave. And it looks as though Sergeant Rock is maybe standing under the Arc de Triomphe. And we see the overcoated big hat figure looming in the foreground. Sergeant Rock's a little further away, beautifully lit. Raising his hand, he's thinking, The unknown soldier of France always writes a salute. Obviously he's noticed the overcoated figure because he thinks, Huh? Over there! Him! narration continues. No mistaking, Brucey boy, it was their Führer. Maybe return to the scene of his biggest triumph. And Rock runs over, and he's now chasing after a car, which presumably the man in the overcoat has got into. Rock has grabbed a hold of this car, which is moving off, and he's yelled, I'll get you this time. But inside the car, a figure is striking his hand with a pistol to try and make him let go. Very exciting. Let me put a couple of these panels in the socials actually Mm -hmm. to give you the gist. I lost that set too just like all the others. We see Rock impacting on the Parisian ground as the car accelerates. It's not too clear actually in panel four if it's the figure himself who's knocking him in the hand because there's a hint of a moustache. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I think no. it's probably most likely just going to be one of the man's mm-hmm. acolytes, I think, most likely. The final panel, page 10, we are back in Brucey's penthouse as a deranged-looking Sergeant Rock is saying, I'll tell you, old buddy, if he ain't Hitler, why is he so well protected everywhere he goes? And who else could he
0: be? I I don't know, Rock. Your story is very persuasive, even amazing, but Hitler's dead. The whole world knows that. The first panel, page 11,
1: Sergeant Rock says, Okay, chum. You said you met him at an old farmhouse as Batman. Feel up to going back for a week on? And with that, Rock throws Bruce's overcoat to him. Why, sure, Rock, if it'll cool your suspicions. Interesting, panel, but it looks as though Bruce has a, has a Christmas tree growing out the top of his head. It does, yes. It a is. slow dissolve, then.
0: Some hours later.
1: And actually, listeners, if we quickly look back where Batman has been speaking, was first speaking to, to the man who rescued him from the well. We can see a big building in the background behind the old motor vehicle, which we didn't really notice as significant at the time, but presumably this is where they are now because they're inside a building. We can see a copy of Mein Kampf, a German helmet, there's a Nazi flag hanging on the wall, some equipment. Bruce is looking through some paperwork and Sergeant Rock enters and says, A Nazi nest! That's why he
0: came here. It was another lair his henchmen provide for him all over the world. Or just another secret bunch of Nazi sympathisers. There were some, as you know. And from the look of it, this place hasn't been used since the war ended. Later.
1: Yes, we're at a a rainy Gotham airport. Out in the tarmac. Again, very like the Canary story we did recently. Some beautiful colouring and lots of moodiness going on. We see Bruce and Sergeant Rock. The Rock is saying, Okay, Bruce, you don't buy my story, but he's here in Gotham
0: City. And I'm going to get him this time. See you, pal. Careful, Rock, and try to understand why I can't believe as you do. But as Wayne enters a waiting taxi... Bruce
1: opens the door, but he sees a gloved hand and an overcoat inside. Bruce says, Oh,
0: sorry, I didn't know it was taken.
1: No heroics, my friend. The driver is armed. You! Bruce recognises obviously the figure from earlier on. Gets into the cab. the final panel of page 11, saying, Okay, old timer, what do you want of me? Only to remind you of our bargain. I need human tools. The Empire of Evil has many soldiers, and you have enlisted under its banner. A nice shot of the taxi moving through the rain at the top of page 12. Bruce can be heard saying, I did no such thing. I owe you nothing, except gratitude. You're wrong, as you will see. Soon you will be doing my work, the work of evil. We can see that the cab driver is indeed armed see his pistol in panel 2. Also we see Bruce reflected in the cab driver's mirror. cab is pulled up. I believe this is your destination. Goodbye for now until our next rendezvous. There
0: won't be any. You can count on it. A slow dissolve. The following day, as Batman resumes his normal patrol... Is this Batman out in broad daylight? Yes. Exciting.
1: Just standing in the middle of the street, and there's a vaguely shady-looking guy standing minding his own business in the background in front of a couple of dustbins to take a drink. Batman thinks, That guy, it's Willie Gans. And he says, Hold it, Willie. Willie legs it in the next panel. Great shot of Batman chasing after him. Batman thinking,
0: He always was the fastest sneak thief in Gotham, but not fast enough for me. Suddenly... A massive oil tanker has
1: appeared behind Gans, who's rushed in at the middle of the road. There's a screech of brakes as Gans yells, No! Shortly... Yes, we see in the background, there's an ambulance with its light flashing and Gans' body being lifted into the back. Commissioner Gordon is there. He's saying to Batman, Too bad. Gans have been going straight this year. That's his wife. Poor woman. You can see a woman, dark hair. Long purple coat standing next to the ambulance. Batman tilts his head and says, Going straight? I I, I didn't know. But why did he run? And Mrs. Gans says in the first panel of page 13, The real question is, why did you chase him, Batman?
0: I only wanted to speak to him. Check on his habits, Mrs. Gans.
1: So the wail of the siren as the ambulance departs and Mrs. Gans replies, By what right? He'd done nothing. You frightened him into the path of that truck. Murderer? Heartless murderer! She calls. Batman walks away and we can see there's a sign in the shop window next to Batman. He seems to to read that says Are you doing the devil's work? (laughs) Which is very on the nose. Caption for panel three of page 13.
0: And later...
1: Batman presumably in Bruce Wayne's penthouse has answered the telephone. Quite a lot of condensed storytelling going on in this comic. It must be said. A voice can be heard coming down the line saying As I promised my friend you are following My evil banner. You
0: again? No,
1: I... It was an accident. Your next evil act will be no accident either, and of greater value to me. It will happen at midnight, on the last day of this month.
0: What? You're crazy. A madman. Batman looks alarmed. But the masked manhunter cannot hang up on the incredible thoughts whirring in his brain. Slams the phone back down. as a nice slam sound effect. Peter's going to... Yeah, we go. That's how Peter vocalises that. And Bats is thinking... There's another possibility, even more way out than Rock's theory. So much about that old man fits both ideas. His many guises, uncanny way of knowing things and being everywhere at once. His ability to influence people to evil ends. But that's crazy too. I I don't believe in devils. I don't. And we see that he's thinking about the
1: sign that he walked past down the page. The one that says, indeed, are you doing the devil's work with a little caricature face of a red devil face? That, to be honest... Kind of looks a bit like Davy Steele. Can't lie. (laughs) The phone rings again. Batman answers in the first panel of page 14. The voice says, Batman, Gordon, right at Gotham Airport. You better get here. That's very abrupt, isn't it? Mm. The caption feeds us into the dissolve saying, Within minutes, Batman arrives at the airport very quickly to witness what looks like some military police manhandling. Well, as Batman yells, Rock! Commissioner Gordon is there. Fantastic tie that I'm sure Peter would wear. Yes, I would rock that tie. The saying, You know this maniac? He tried to gun some poor old man boarding a jet to Europe. Ah, uh,
0: yes, he must be suffering from a relapse from Orange's shock, commissioner. Would you release him into my custody?
1: He's lucky he's your friend. See that Rock is in full dress smart uniform in the next panel. An aeroplane looms in the background to so take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Rock saying, Thanks, pal. Does this mean you're beginning
0: to believe me? Maybe, Rock, but for different reasons. Whoever that old man is, I'm convinced now he must be caught. A slow dissolve. The
1: following day... Again, the condensing of the storyline is fantastic. Nowadays, this would be a four-issue miniseries, really, wouldn't it? Without a doubt. There's a bit of a Dutch tilt to this panel as we see Batman on a line swinging through an open window. Sergeant Rock's waiting from inside and Sergeant Rock is saying, Batman, we're in luck. An old army buddy spotted Uncle Adolf Lanning in his old home grounds, Germany.
0: That's where we're heading, Rock. And another
1: slowed us all with another caption that reads, Two days later, somewhere in Bavaria. Yes, Batman's in costume. Sergeant Rock is being lifted up into the air. A massive big hug from another uniformed figure who exclaims, Rock, you old son of a gun. Bulldozer, you overgrown clown. Yes, it's Bulldozer, former member of Easy Company, who I think has appeared in the podcast before
0: now. Mm -hmm. Next panel bulldozer indicates some other soldiers standing outside, saying, And these are some of the Joes of the new Easy Company. We'll need them if it's really Mr. Mustache and his old nasty Nazis. And a young corporal who's standing nearby looks very impressed, and he says, Sergeant Rock? Batman? They're living legends.
1: Next panel's a nice aerial shot of some jeeps scooting through the, the snowy wilderness, and Sergeant Rock seems to be picking up on the dialogue from the corporal in the previous panel. I hate when comics do that. <laughs> He's saying, we could be dead legends, if this turns out to be the big showdown at last.
0: Batman is thinking. Or we'll wish we were dead, if he is who I'm beginning to fear he really is. A slow dissolve. Shortly, an alpine hunting lodge in a
1: high hidden pass. No other word for it, it's a gorgeous panel. The shading on this little alpine lodge in the distance is the soldiers and Batman in the foreground, it's beautiful. might try right. and fit it onto the socials, you never know, but there's, as usual, there's plenty to choose from. As they all creep towards the lodge, Bulldozer says,
0: After I spotted our former enemy, I trailed him and some goons to this place, Rock. Suddenly... Bust the machine gun fire. Lots of put a bit of and... <laughs> and
1: <laughs> meow, meow.
0: Rock and Batman
1: and Bulldozer and the others rush forward. Rock cries, We're spotted. Take him fast. The next panel. <laughs> yep. <with laughs> more gunshots going off. Bulldozer drops to the ground in front. Fire his rifle. We see Sergeant Rock hurling a grenade and saying, Just like the old days, Bulldozer.
0: Better, Rock. Batman's on our side.
1: Ah, that's very interesting. Final panel of page 15. Sergeant Rock
0: looks around and says, Hey, where is he? Yes, where is the masked manhunter? Try part three, which begins on the next page. And it certainly does. Top of page 16, part three. Welcome Welcome to to hell. Hell.
1: Gosh, that's exciting! The
0: caption for the first panel there reads: "Moments later, as the firing suddenly ceases, and tense men move cautiously into the silent hunting
1: lodge." Yeah, it looks like Bats has got ahead of Easy Company. He's inside, down on in the ground examining. Sergeant Rock enters behind him, saying, "Batman, might have known you'd be first in. Any
0: sign of you know who?" He was here, all right. This rug's worn from someone dragging one foot over it. But <laughs> our bird's flown the coop. How does he know that? He, he's he, the
1: world's greatest detective. <laughs> Anyway, there's a big nasty flag on the wall behind and a couple of dead bodies on the ground around them. Batman's examining something he's picked up as the rock says, Blast it! And this bunch is kaput! They can't tell us anything!
0: Maybe this underlying train schedule can. Hmm. Come on, we've got an express to catch!
1: And so, a full moon looms in the background as the caption for the next panel reads, One hour later... a nice fancy, very old-fashioned steam train is hurling along the tracks... Sergeant Rock, Batman and the others in their jeeps trying to catch up with it. We can see Batman's cape flowing behind.
0: They really should have tucked that in. Sergeant Rock notes the train and says, Here it is. Bring me alongside, Rock. If I don't signal you by midnight, stop this, baby, even if you have to wreck it. In the
1: next panel, we see Batman leaping from the jeep, grabbing the side of the train. There's an enormous narrative leap between that and the next panel. The caption for the final panel page 16 reads, As the masked man-hunter inches down a corridor... Yes, he gets grabbed by a couple of Pointy-helmeted, uniformed policemen or army men. Batman exclaims, What? And there's a bowler-hatted figure who identifies himself very helpfully when he says,
0: Do not resist. We are federal German police. First panel, page 17. Batman replies, I'm the Batman, a law enforcer myself. I, we know very well who you are. Pardon, Herr Dr. Ritter, is this the man who's been harassing you? And we see a man wearing glasses and a large overcoat with a collar turned up. And as the masked manhunter hears again a by now familiar voice. Yes, we see him from the front.
1: Doesn't really look what we've been led to expect. Just looks like a random old guy with a white beard and glasses. And he looks up and says, Yeah, he and some crazy Americano sergeant who have been harming me for years, thinking I'm Adolf Hitler. scoundrel. Why, I myself was in a concentration camp and almost died. Police officer says,
0: that is right. The good doctor was an anti-Nazi. Batman looks shocked as he thinks. His face, I can see it for the first time. Rock and I, my God, have been wrong all along.
1: Nice shot of the train speeding along from the outside in the next panel. Batman is thinking.
0: That crazy sick striper, he must be shell-shocked and my being wounded by Dorn must have flipped my own cowl. And then he says. Inspector, that American sergeant he's racing alongside the train... He'll wreck it within minutes. The next moment, the German officer replies to Batman saying, Thank you, that is
1: all we wish to know. Fire! Fire! And the armed men who are with him start firing out the window at Sergeant Rock and his men. Batman yells, A trick! And then there's a massive, What? sound effect in the final panel of page 17 as Batman is struck in the head. The first panel of page 18, full moon looms in the background as we see one of the jeeps bearing the American soldiers tipping over with a screech (coughs) of brakes. Gosh. Soldiers go flying. Caption for panel 2. It is only minutes, but in Batman's throbbing head, an eternity. He starts to wake up, rubbing the back of his head, and he's moaning. Oh, Rock, I I got him killed. And the overcoated hat-wearing figure, who has been haunting us throughout the story, sat behind Batman with a newspaper covering his face. He replies, I warned you. You would commit an evil act at midnight of this day, and you did. Your stupidity and arrogance betrayed your comrade. Batman, who's a little more alert, sits up, looks at him, saying, You... You were Ritter! I said I had many names, many disguises. Does this not prove you cannot resist my power, cannot resist serving me? Many do not believe I exist, but I do. Many do my work and believe they do good. You are no different.
0: No, no! I must fight this feeling of helplessness, of evil flooding me. Rock, Rock, I've killed you! And it looks so Batman could almost be crying here.
1: He's cradling his face in his hands and he's he's visibly shaking. Gosh. Meantime. Yep, we see the other surviving military jeep, which has quite a few soldiers in it now. One lad saying, You guys can't be alive. Old easy vets got nine lives, sonny. Drive. Head for that bridge. Rock points to a bridge that's further up the road. A full moon looms in the background for the final panel of page 18 as Rock and Bulldozer leap off the bridge onto the speeding train with the Rock saying, Hit it, Bulldozer. First panel of page 19, we're back inside the carriage. The scary dark figure, the old-timer, if you like, is continuing when he says, Yes, the former Batman is driven out of you, vanquished, and a new caped crusader takes his place. Strong with the strength of evil. Batman has noticed a couple of figures rushing past on the roof of the train, and he thinks,
0: Atop the car, rock, rock. "'Bulldozer!' He turns to the old-timer in panel two, saying, "'He's alive! Rock's alive! I didn't kill him! "'But now I'm going to end your foul existence!'
1: He moves towards the old-timer. The capture of panel three reads, "'But as the Batman lunges!' Yep, things go dark. Batman exclaims, "'The lights!' And a few seconds later... Yep, the lights seem to have come back on. Batman observes... He's gone! And he looks out the window, sees all sorts of things kicking off in silhouette and remarks... Rock needs help! Yep, there's a full moon looming in the background in the next panel. It looks so not just Sergeant Rock and Bulldozer, but the rest of the soldiers have made it onto the top of the train, because a full fight is going on between the men of Easy Company and presumably some of old-timers' goons. One soldier goes flying off the top of the train with a... (coughs) Sergeant Rock Quirls sees the Cape Crusader arriving and cries, Batman! There's a walk! sound effect in the final panel, of page 19, as Batman sends another bad guy flying. And the caption for the first panel, of page 20, reads,
0: But as the desperate battle ends atop the rocketing express. Gosh, this is like a film, quite mm-hmm. frankly. A Tom Cruise film, because it's a fight on top of a train. <laughs> I'm thinking,
1: like, you know, it's like crossing Mission Impossible and Force 10 from Navarro or something, yes, isn't it? It's very much so. It's epic. We see the, the rail track diverging. Here, and the train starts starting to move up a hill. Someone on top of the train observes, Hey, somebody pulled a switch. We're off in some spur track. And in panel two, we're closer down on the roof of the train with Batman, Bulldozer, Sergeant Rock, etc. And the Rock is saying, Easy company, fur along here in the war. I don't remember no branch going this way. What? And Bulldozer observes,
0: Look ahead, a weird camouflage door
1: opening. And it's not very clear if that's happening in the artwork at all, let's be honest, <laughs> but we're not going to try and describe it. Capture for panel 3 of page 20. As the train hurtles inside the mysterious tunnel and screams to a stop. Yes, we see all sorts of stuff. There's crates lying around, there's tanks with swastikas on them and some big swastika bearing flags hanging in the background. The rock observes, Blazes! A Nazi werewolf we out! Like the ones we cleaned up when the war was ending! Bulldozer says, This is one we missed. Spooky joints. Batman says,
0: More like a preview of hell than anything.
1: The final panel of page 20. Pull out to a wider shot. Lots of steam and smoke going on. Lots of men standing around. Batman, Rock, and Bulldozer standing on top of the train. And we see the old-timer clearly standing on top of the barrel of one of the guns at the front of one of the tanks, which kind of looks a little bit like what's going on the cover. I suppose <laughs> the caption yeah. on the cover is over the equipment, so we can't really see it. So, dear Mr. Apparo, please redo the cover to the Brave and the Bold 108 to make it look as if he's standing in a tank. Lots of love, Davy. Yes, old-timer standing on top of this, this massive weapon is saying... Welcome to my religions. Like myself, people do not think such a place exists, but it does. The Rock exclaims, Him! Rush him! But Old Timer responds, Rush, orders, Sergeant. And we see, well, very helpfully, Rock, Batman and Bulldozer, all looking very alarmed, and the Rock confirms, Freeze! Machine guns hidden in the walls! And you can see weapons sort of poking out. Old Timer addresses them in the next panel, saying, Now, Batman, we shall settle our bargain. You owe me your life, and thus your soul, as a loyal servitor.
0: Forget it. You almost had me back there, but it's too late. I'll never tumble to your blackmailing bluffs and tricks again. Very well, then. We shall all taste the final defeat of death. And all
1: hell kind of breaks loose. The tanks start firing. Rock, the and, and other easy soldiers jump down, with Rock saying, Easy company. the war's on again. Right Rock, cries Bulldozer. So they leap down from the train into the melee, the caption of the final panel, page 21. But as
0: the bizarre hideout erupts, Batman has eyes only for a figure who runs with a limping gait.
1: Yes, we see Batman rushing after the old-timer appears to be, making an exit through a hole in the wall.
0: Batman is thinking, Must unmask him, but how can he move so fast? A caption for the first panel on page 22 reads But back inside, a suicidal hand tosses
1: See a young man, part of old-timers Ragbag Army, throwing a grenade at a pile of crates. There's a massive (laughs) Yep, huge explosion erupts out of the cave, catching Batman and sending him flying. gets to his feet in panel 3, looking back at the inferno, thinking
0: Rock, Easy's G.I.s, they're gone. But Suddenly, as if emerging
1: from the depths of hell itself Yep, so are lots of clanking sound effects. A tank emerges from the smoke and the flames. A couple of familiar figures on top of it. Batman cries, You're alive! And Rock confirms, The tank was between us and the main blast. But them werewolf goons all had it. Sergeant Rock and Bulldozer get down from the tank to talk to Batman. One of the younger soldiers emerges behind him, saying,
0: We radioed for this tank from a nearby army depot. How'd we do, Sarge?
1: Rock replies, Just fine, sonny. The new easy's just as great as the old one. So, okay, they've radioed reinforcements or something. This is all very messy. Mm. The Rock turns to the Cape Crusader saying, Batman! Hitler! Where is he? The old man? He's gone, Rock. Rock angrily shakes a fist and says, Then we blew it! We blew the main chance to grab the world's biggest villain! Slow Dissolve takes us to the final page of the story. Batman can be seen saying,
0: Whether Hitler's dead or alive, Rock, I know one thing for sure now. The spirit of evil he represented is always with us. And nobody can foretell when or where it'll strike again.
1: The caption for the final panel of the story reads
0: Amen to that, Batman, for not far away, an old man limps down a deserted road, and as the cold moon breaks through scudding dark clouds
1: Yep, full moon's take a drink, we see the old timer, using a stick to help him walk, his coat blowing in the light breeze behind him, but he casts a shadow. A weird distorted shadow, which makes it look like his stick is a trident, and he appears to have horns and a tattered old cape. And a small caption reads, No end. Well then. Wow! Very quickly, before I forget, when the Rock said there about them being werewolves, obviously that's just the term (laughs) for the German... Which me think, that actually, was there not some Doctor Who story called Operation Werewolf that was supposed to involve Nazis and teleporters that didn't get made in the 70s? Yeah, oh, but imagine okay. they'd all been werewolves. That would have been... That would have been...
0: So much more to fit in the page. Yes.
1: <laughs> Another unnecessary extra of a complication. I'm exhausted
0: after that. Good I mean, grief. I mean, Bob crazy, but is he that crazy? Actually, yeah, he is that crazy. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I'll, I'll go on record as saying this is one of my favourite Batman stories ever. Okay. Because in it basically Batman's trapped down a well and to escape he's accidentally sells his soul to Hitler and not only that that's not resolved by the end of the issue so Hitler still technically owns Batman's soul oh my goodness you're right (laughs) the implications are enormous when we write our DC comic we're definitely gonna do a follow-up to this Hitler is the devil oh my god and he owns Batman's soul (laughs) That's the clear implication, isn't it?
1: Because, you know, it was yeah, there was almost, yeah. there was points, you know, it was almost sympathy for the devil at points, mm-hmm. you know, when oh, it was yeah. sort of going talking about disguises and all the places that he's been and uh-huh. having many names and faces and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was an epic, definitely. Equally as twisty and turny as the Canary one we did recently.
0: Yes. Uh, again, just mad ideas. So much happens so quickly in it. Yeah. It's just absolutely, utterly grady bonkers. Mm-hmm. And it's Bob Haney having a wheel of a time. Jemappal was drawing the heck out of it. There's so much in the story. You're right; it should be a mini series. This far too much for the 22 pages that it is. Yeah, well, 21 and a half pages, mm-hmm. really. You know, <laughs> so
1: you know, so many ideas kind of thrown mm-hmm. about, so many plot elements that don't really get a chance to develop. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know where to start. I mean, should we get the obvious stuff out of the way? How does this tie into the other Batman, Sergeant Rock?
0: It really doesn't. It's, right. it's weird because the, right, the first one that we talked about, uh, the angel, the bat and the cowl, uh-huh. we kind of surmised that it's most likely to be Earth 2 yes, because of the, the, the timing and the age of Bruce at that time. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact you didn't clearly see a yellow oval on his chest at any point, really. Mm-hmm. There was a sign of a, an oval in a couple of panels, but it wasn't coloured at all. Yes, of course. Yes, um, yes, yes. So yes. We, we kind of like took from that that it was the Earth 2 Batman and of course, also Bruce Wayne was in that, but he had the pseudonym Jack Pimpernell and was never identified as Bruce Wayne. We jump forward to the next Batman, Sergeant Rock, where Sergeant Rock recognises Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne, and also knows that they had a previous adventure together before, mm-hmm. and also knows that he had a previous adventure with Batman together before. And Batman was just in the shadows of that yes. first story, yes. So Easy didn't actually know that Batman was there, yes. Of course, I remember, I remember you saying that when we did the mm-hmm. Striped Pants War. Any yeah. excuse just to say the Striped Pants War again, listeners. <laughs> So that brings us to this one, where not only is all this taking this having happened, uh, also at some point Sergeant Rock has discovered Bruce Wayne is Batman.
1: Yes. What? It could almost be like a third Earth, almost with with them meeting and just having a different relationship or something, couldn't
0: it? I think there's just unseen stories that we yeah. don't, don't know about because it's just so bizarre. I mean,
1: obviously there are a couple more Sergeant Rock, mm-hmm. Bolds, which we're going to do at least. Th- what, three, one of which is conspicuously and obviously set during World War II and kind of uh-huh. could almost act as a gap filler between some of that, but obviously you know, we haven't read it yet, so you know, yeah. we can't really factor that into
0: our, mm-hmm. our reasonings at this point. Yeah, once again, we're just reading these in order as you would yes, do at the time. Exactly. So at the time, this is what you would think. Because th- th- There was one point when we'd posted, when the Striped Pants
1: War was out, about the contradictions and I can't remember who it was, but someone had commented or replied to a tweet or something saying, well, there's this story where blah blah blah, meaning that the, the hundred and forty odd issue, whichever number it is. And and you know, our reply was, Yeah, well, we haven't read that yet. We don't know. We can't factor that into the to our reasoning here because mm-hmm. as far as we're concerned it's not been published in our five years. Yeah. It's an interesting one. It's safe to say that this is a Rock who didn't die during World War II and has still uh-huh. been alive since and is, mm-hmm. has an established relationship with Bruce Wayne. It's easier to tie it into the Strike Pants War than it is to the World War Two one. Very much so, yeah. Because it's obviously yes. this is the contemporary Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And an older Rock as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's fascinating that, that Rock now knows who he is and all this kind of stuff. I can't remember mm-hmm. that being the case did the, the Strike Pants War. It certainly wasn't, no. Yeah. No. Just another excuse to say the Strike Pants War. Did we mention the fact previously, but a couple of people got in touch and told us that striped pants was a reference to, um,
0: like diplomats. Yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I
1: think we... I can't remember if we'd mentioned that in a previous episode or not, but I think Mr. I mean, Shufo and a couple of yeah. other people have told us that. We probably just would have said diplomats over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but Stripe, its a funny term. It does amuse me. Yeah. There's so much in this one. It's almost difficult to know where to, un- to start unpacking it. Like the little sign, Batman's nerves that he was doing the devil's work. Yeah. just the, the sheer supernatural mm-hmm. nature of the bad guy that's really different to the, the down to earth grittiness of yeah. very much the real world of the last Batman mm-hmm. and Sergeant Rock story
0: and the ambiguity as to his actual identity at yeah. the end you know yeah. is it the devil is it Hitler is it something else and Ooh. as you see
1: it's it's the real typical Haney stuff isn't it just throwing yeah. stuff out without any regard of how it fits or if it gets resolved and... yeah
0: just tell an entertaining story yeah. and it's up to us to make it work so uh-huh. that's great
1: yeah it's. I mean I'm exhausted after it quite frankly and Apparo's
0: <laughs> <laughs> drawing the head out of this it's great yes i do love the scene back in bruce's penthouse where rock's smoking away on his uh, cigarette and uh, bruce's got his pipe out almost as if it's you know he's got nicotine envy Uh, (laughs) yes so much um yeah so many bad habits yes very display very very testosterone i think bruce is like trying to you know look look a bit more macho because rock's in the scene yeah,
1: yeah, aye, that's that's a thought actually. I like Commissioner Gordon's exasperated cameos. I feel sorry yes. for Mrs. Gans. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what's I know. You know. I almost expected her to turn up at the end to be involved, getting part of the revenge and mm-hmm. all that. What happened to Dawn? What happened to the little boy? Who was the little boy?
0: Well, he was cured, and well, he did say at the beginning it was just like it was the wrong the wrong yeah. kid, but you know he's got this disease and he's going to die. But again, it's hostage-taking for, mm. what was it, half a million this time? You know, very much a Bob Haney thing, as we saw with the Black Canary story. Yeah, recently. and I suppose
1: it's it's really just to have Batman there so that he's in that position where he falls <laughs> down the well and has the need to sell his soul.
0: Yeah, he falls down a well. It's just, it's so good. He's thrown down a well. Yes. It's Is this the it's first brilliant.
1: time Batman's been thrown down a well on the podcast? It's, it's,
0: on the podcast, yes. I can't possibly comment about the rest of his life. I've not read every Batman adventure and cross reference it with we the well. You had.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, can you well. think of
0: any other superhero comics
1: where a hero gets thrown down a well? Let me know within, in the next two days, so I can try and look them up and put some po- some panels on socials. Maybe it's
0: so much. Mar- also, the injury that he got. You, you know. Okay. Sorry, no. I was okay. just going to
1: think very quickly. Getting flung down wells and such like is uh-huh. the sort of thing that, as a little boy, I thought was going to happen all the time with like, <laughs> quicksand. Being caught in quicksand or trips to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Or finding the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. Do you still get wells nowadays? There's, oh yes. I'm so. not sure. I, haven't se- I don't remember ever seeing one in real life, to be honest. That I can think of. Not in the last little while, anyway. Probably when I was younger and we went somewhere boring on our holidays, but.
0: No, anyway, sorry, I cut you off there. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, imagine that, you know, after the the bucket was lowered and there was just something in it and Batman looked at it and a voice from above says, it puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose. Silence of the Lambs reference there. I've never seen it. Gosh, oh well. Yeah, there you go, listeners. There you
1: are. Add another one to the list of early (laughs) 90s movies that David didn't see. Oh, there we are. Sorry, that's totally spot your... You're clever. I'm sure the listeners would have. Won oh yes, uh, yes. <laughs> whereas I didn't. <laughs> it's an, it's a weird one to talk about because I feel like we could almost go through every single page and talk well, about every could. single little thing, we like all the kids. the exciting chase mm-hmm. along beside the train and all the fighting and the gun. It's yeah. it's packed. I mean, for twenty cents, it was an absolute mm-hmm. bargain. It's the opposite. And this has become a real bugbear of I mine mean, recently. It's the exact opposite of decondensed, right for the trade storytelling that yeah. we're all so used to oh, without nowadays. A doubt, without a doubt, there's enough plot in this to mm. last someone a whole six issues of a new JSA series, for example. Yeah,
0: and still plenty of space for some fantastic artwork. I mean, yeah. that uh, panel with the the cab in the rain at the top of page twelve is just glorious. Uh-huh. With, like, the shaded, shadowy, yep. like, almost distorted buildings, because obviously it's that heavy rain. It's, of course. it's fantastic.
1: This is a panel at the absolute peak of his powers, I would mm-hmm. say. There's some gorgeous stuff, like, as you are saying, the top page 12. Look at the final panel of page 11 as the, the rain rushes off the cab, you know, the, over the yeah. back window. and Oh, it's glorious. I was amused at the various little narrative leaps at points, you know, when we go from Batman jumping off the jeep onto the train to being restrained, it's like, yes. there's, just so, <laughs> there's just so much,
0: so much to pack uh-huh. in. Yeah. And one that they had to, like, jar in was uh, Rock at the airport, which is hilarious, cause Batman takes a phone call. There's a riot at Gotham Airport. Yes. And it cuts the next panel and it's just Sergeant Rock himself just being like trying to be restrained by two military police. Yeah. That's hardly a riot. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon, calm down. Exactly, because right, well, riot <laughs> makes you think...
1: When I first read that part, you know, a riot at Gotham Airport, he sort of thought, well, it's just the devil old timer guy causing yeah. some kind of havoc there and uh-huh. there's all sorts going on but not really the fact that Batman got there and then managed to get
0: within minutes yeah he got
1: there managed to get there and get like that side of the fence as it were and the fact mm-hmm. that Commissioner Gordon was just well Commissioner does he just stay at the airport now why was Commissioner <laughs> Gordon there and why not another senior officer I don't know we should also mention it was nice to see Bulldozer popping up certainly was yes S- uh-huh. suggest there at least that um that mm-hmm. he survived World War II mm-hmm. as well Rocky old son of a gun. It
0: was great, yeah. I didn't do any last
1: time, but I might put a a little Our Army at War cover gallery up. Oh,
0: nice, yeah. Uh um,
1: Just to to pad out the content Mm -hmm. this week. We'll see about that. There's so much left unsaid. Like, Mm -hmm. Old Timer has this army, has this whole place hidden and all that. And all this nasty paraphernalia. You know, a werewolf we doubt, like the ones we cleaned up. So was it stored? Was it there? You know, who Mm -hmm. was it that Sergeant Rock saw that time two days after Hitler was supposed to have died in the, the bunker? Who did die in the bunker? I'm sure there
0: have been a million Hitler stories probably told in comics. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. That was a running gag and stuff. And actually, do you know what? Ambush bug, uh, did a parody of that because there was commentary that it's a period in Marvel history where all the bad guys turned out to be Hitler. Yes. But a period, but they had an ambush bug. They made it dark side. I couldn't, at the end of every episode but as we turn around and it was Darkseid there and there was the famous one of Darkseid in the in the McDonald's outfit as yes. it turns out. yes I remember <laughs> so yeah that was just like commentary on that yes that was hilarious yeah
1: I can remember didn't the hate monger turn out to be Hitler or yes, someone, uh-huh. And uh-huh. someone else did as well and mm-hmm. I've got a memory of how many times did he pop up in the Invaders and then yeah. John Byrne had him on the cover of that Fantastic Four cover
0: mm-hmm. aye this has been the, the Adolf Hitler and Comics podcast yes one thing I have to say before we move on to the letters is I'm so pleased that that crucifix was given so much emphasis in the cover. Oh my because God. Because it, it, it was integral to the story, this amazing going crucifix. About that.
1: I was more concerned <laughs> with the fact that Old Timer was standing on top of a, the gun barrel of a tank than just, you know, because uh-huh. I think in my eyes it would always been standing on a ledge in the cave wall but it's, yeah. it's clear that's. there wasn't even a crucifix in the bloody story know, and that's hilarious. so on the
0: nose especially
1: yeah. with the devilish silhouette shadow which yeah. isn't actually mm-hmm. shown till the final panel of the story
0: I mean it's practically centre of the cover yeah. with, with the whole thing glowing it, yeah. it draws your eyes oh straight to it it's almost as if the glow from the crucifix is casting the shadow of the devil in yeah. the wall yeah that yeah, looks like that is the light source for the cavern
1: yeah that's crazy I didn't even think about that <laughs> remember, I was complaining about the last Brave and the Bold, how there wasn't a scene with Batman mm. and Canary parachuting in a, uni- in a uniform side yeah. by side. Gosh! Well, you know, a, as i always say, it's a bit of a Defenders cover. It mm-hmm. probably did the trick. It probably could have got people to yes. buy it. Mm-hmm. Wowza. Gosh. wonder if anyone in the contemporary correspondence spotted the crucifix. Let's find out. So this letter's from Brave and the Bold, issue 110. Dear Sir, I've never written to a letter call before, but the team-up of the Batman and Sergeant Rock was too much! Just had to give thanks to Bob Haney and Jim apparel, leaving an order of recognition to Ye Ed in brackets for their story and the art 108. I would like to see this mystery man return soon mm-hmm. to match wits with the Batman and the Rock and the Sooner. That's from Ralph Albert Bronx, New York. Editor Response just sort of says overall, is that's how the correspondence crumbled. For instance, Joe Peluso, who unless she's a barrage of mail from Brooklyn at the drop of an eight cent stamp, called it the best of the Batman Rock trilogy. Kevin Messer of Corbin KY, is that Kentucky, claimed it was an example of perfect story and art, a superb combination. Bob Rosakis is quoted saying, the first time you paired Batman with Sergeant Rock, I was sure that the story would be a bomb. To me, the two characters were just not compatible. However, to my surprise, the first story was great and its sequel even better. So now we have a third team up of the two and I think it's not only the best Batman Rock tale, but one of the best issues of Brave and Bold ever produced. Gasp. Yep, he continues... The concept of the story was outstanding, the mystery was well handled, and the inclusion of Bulldozer and the new EC Company was a magnificent touch. As for to the mystery man himself, the Hitler Satan comparison was an outstanding idea. All in all, I was mightily impressed by 108, and you'll have to go quite a ways to top it. Editor response reads, And we mean to go, Bob, all the way. Another little snippet which we quote here, but there was one brickbat in an otherwise B&B bouquet. That was from Dan Geno. Gweno of Santa Barbara, California. What was the point of the night Batman sold his soul? Sure, I understand the part about Hitler and Batman's inadvertent selling of his soul. But are you trying to say that Hitler and the devil are one and the same? Or they are two separate disguises? Or that the villain is a master of disguise? You're right, Dan, says the editor, on three counts. So you did get the point. Hey, <laughs> Gosh. But listen to this postscript. Contrary to the overall feeling this letter may give, I did enjoy Haney's story. So well done, Dan. The letters pages are so messy. Yeah,
0: they're all over the briefs. Brave and Bold at this yeah. point.
1: So Peter's now going to tell you what gets said in issue 111.
0: There's a couple of snippets that's just excerpts. Bob Rodey from Oakbrook, Illinois said, It was excellent, to put it mildly. The story was magnificent and, in my opinion, the most original, unique yarn that ever appeared in Brave and Bold. I was grateful that you didn't commit yourself at the end by definitely stating that the old man was, as Rock thought Hitler or as Batman thought Satan. It's not endings like these that make classics. Also, there's a couple of comments in the letters page for 111 that mention other heroes. Mm. One says, Dear Editor, may I add my vote to Ron Houston's idea of pairing Batman with heroes from the Golden Age? Some of the characters I'd like to see are Sandman, the Ray, Doctor Midnight and Black Condor. They would all have been absolutely terrific. They would, I mean, yes.
1: I, mean, I was always regretful there was never a Batman and Shazam issue of Brave and Bold. Mm-hmm. I suppose the best way of that sort of thing we're going to get is when the Spectre pops up again we eventually get Doctor Fate. But yeah, I mean... All of those characters, I think, really would have suited Batman.
0: Yeah, without a doubt.
1: Mm-hmm. A Golden Age Wesley Dodd story or something, maybe. Or, you mm-hmm. know, the Rave with a contrast with the Dark Crusader type figure. Yeah. Obviously, Doctor Midnight and Black Condor, seen
0: no more. Well, Sandman, the Ray, and Black Condor will be popping up fairly soon on the Earth 2 Podcast. This is true. As will Hitler making a return appearance. This is very true, yes. Because mm. so,
1: obviously, as we get further towards the summer of 1973, listeners, you can probably imagine what might be coming. Yes. Not that too long after the 1972 JLA-JSA crossover. Interesting. Another incredibly enjoyable Batman and Sergeant Rock story. Out of the three of them, Peter, how would you rate the three
0: of them so far? If this you... is definitely the best. It's one of my favourite Batman stories of all time because it's so mental.
1: I would agree. Yeah, It's rammed. Points of it were a struggle to get through, as we were telling, so we'll see what the <laughs> outtakes are like, see how much of my swearing gets left in. I think this one's probably the most satisfying with the, the yeah. Neil Adams' one and second and then Strike Pants War last because it was just a bit... It As much fun mm-hmm. as it was, it was a bit of a runaround. No, this was this was very interesting and it leaves us really with more questions than answers yes. for so much of it. And that's a little dissatisfying, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it makes you think. Yes, I like sort of weighted, added attempts at real significance and all that uh-huh. sort of stuff.
0: Yes, always good.
1: We'll have to keep our eyes peeled for this weird satanic figure in case he ever pops up again. Yes. Probably won't. Oh well.
0: And also listeners, strap yourselves in because this isn't the craziest Batman Sergeant Rock team up. <laughs> We've got that to come to, Of course. Much later on in the Earth 2 podcast, yes. Yes,
1: yes. probably next year at some point, I yes. reckon, but not to worry. <laughs> Pete, if people want to tell us their thoughts on issue 108 of Brave and Bold, or indeed any of the other stories that we've covered, what could they do?
0: You could leave us a voicemail, David. Well, you that'd could be fun. Go to speakpipe.com forward slash the Earth 2 podcast, and we could even play out your comments on the show. If you're old-fashioned and prefer typing to talking... You can email us at the Earth 2 podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media because we're putting up lovely bonus content for this and indeed every episode on Facebook and Instagram at the Earth 2 podcast and on Twitter, because that's what we're still calling it, we're at podcast underscore earth2.
1: We might get blue sky set up one of these days. Max, stop shouting at us. <laughs> um, yeah, check out the socials, listeners, because this story was reprinted in issue 19 of Sergeant Rock Volume 2 so I'll be posting uh-huh. the cover of that so you can compare mm-hmm. it to, to the cover of this one and as usual, i found a couple of foreign covers and stuff, so they'll be going up. Lots to enjoy to give you some extra context as to what was going on. We love it. If you're feeling generous, you go to wherever it is you receive your podcasts. Leave us a positive review. We seem to have gathered an awful lot more regular listeners over the last couple of months, and we're very grateful. it pleased nice to hear Welcome. from you what you're thinking. Welcome, and it's really, really appreciated. And check out the back catalogue. Yes, get stuck in. There's some gems. Absolutely. We've posted links to a couple of them on the socials recently, just mm-hmm. for the context. The MF Enterprise's Captain Marvel has sort of bubbled up again. Ross and I were talking about him as well last night, actually. (laughs) He's not going away. But yeah, Pete says, this is a 170-odd episode, so there's plenty to catch up on if you've you've just arrived. So Mm -hmm. get stuck in, see what you think, and let us know.
0: On that bombshell! Literal bombshell, because it's Sergeant Rock. Yes. I've been Peter. I see what you
1: did there. I've been David. Going for a lie down before we record the next episode. Take care. We'll see you next week on...
0: The Earth, Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter Cube activated. Return coordinate set for Earth Prime. You again? No,
1: I... It was an accident. Your next evil act will be no accident either, and of greater value to me. It will happen at midnight, on the last day of the... Are you all right? <coughs> Do you want a lozenge? I I spent too much time talking to Ross for Stop Let's Team Up last night. I will swap you my soul for a lozenge. <laughs> no, I'll be okay, thanks. Okay. Your next evil act will be... N- <laughs> wrong voice. <laughs> Forgot the accent completely. Oh, my God. Right. Mm-mm.